G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm going to set you up to improve your life in 2022, not just in the areas of money and investing, but holistically getting you to plan out goals for your personal side, your relationships and your career, work and money, and not just looking at my format and uh, process for doing my goal setting, but also how to create better feelings around your goals, better momentum and better inspiration towards actually achieving them. So let's go inside and make 2022 an awesome year for improving your life. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth Property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. It's a really great time of year to be setting goals for 2022, especially before we get too far through the year and it's gone before we know it. I realize that many people think that goal setting is corny or a waste of time and they're likely to be the same people that have limited success and tend to tread water or find that they're not going anywhere. In episode 51 called Your Journey to Wealth, I spoke of the model that Michael Yardney outlines in one of his books that your thoughts lead to your feelings, your feelings lead to your actions and your actions lead to your results. So it all starts with your thoughts. And setting goals is a primary way to get your thoughts leading you in the right direction towards the results you actually want to achieve this year. So grab a pad and pen or use the notes section of your phone and find a quiet place to sit and think and take some notes. So what's important for you to improve in the following areas? I like to break my goal setting down into three areas so that I can think about each area and try to simplify my approach. If it's all too hard, then you never do it, right? So the first area I like to think on is my personal goals. This includes, and it's going to differ depending on what's important to you. So it can include things like your health and your fitness, your travel, we don't get to do much of that, <laughs> your leisure and hobbies, all things personal to your world of what's important there. So health and fitness tends to be a big one for most people because if you can get that right, then you have the energy to do a whole bunch of other things in the other areas. And you've got to keep your travel and time out in mind so that you're fresh as well, your leisure and hobbies so that you're you know enjoying life along the way and not just... Uh, saving it all up for a rainy day in retirement. The next major area I like to think on for my goals is relationships. Now, when you get really busy and you can get into your, your, you know, your own little world, you wake up and think, what, what, uh, where am I at with my family and how regularly am I seeing them and what efforts have I made to actually foster relationships ongoingly with my family, my partner, you know, some things can be setting a time for you to catch up per week for a date night, making sure that that's a priority to maintain that relationship and as well as your friends. And, you know, over the years I've certainly um, not kept up and and done as much in the friends areas that I would have liked. 
if any of my friends are listening to this, reach out and let's catch up. <laughs> so when it comes to the third area that I like to group things in, it's the bucket of career, work and money. Put all that together because it can vary depending on what stage you're at with things and you've got to think about what's important. So on the career side, that can be things like, you know, activities or a goal around moving towards getting that promotion. Education can also fit in this area, what you need to do to progress and work towards uh, improving um, in career or work or money or investing. And then some of the other things to focus on here for goals is your goal for your income. Uh, You may be able to control that more if you're a business owner and you've got um, or you've got uh, other sources of income. Your savings or surplus that you're able to actually generate from that income. So it's not what we make, it's what we're left with. It's good to have a goal around that and an amount that you're trying to save each month. And then once you've created that surplus, a goal around how you're going to invest it and make use of it in the year. So I find that's a good methodology. Personal goals, relationship goals, and career, work, and money goals. And I used to overload my goals and have, you know, 15 to 20 goals and go a bit crazy with things. Now I like to set one or two really important ones each of those core areas and I actually do it starting with 10 years and working backwards to what's most important in this year and when it comes to your money and your investments ideally you should have a financial plan that you're working to that doesn't just span 10 years ahead like you might do for your relationships and personal side your financial plan should really span all the way towards your retirement and beyond it should map out what you need to grow, you know, what you need to do to grow your wealth and create a passive income that can give you financial freedom. Now, that financial freedom and passive income doesn't need to necessarily come at age 60 plus. You could have a goal you're working towards, as I do, to create it much sooner. And, you know, that should specify all the things you need to do working backwards from that passive income target so that you know what you're going to do with your surplus money this year. This should give you clarity so that over the next year, it's just a case of automating that plan as much as possible. Put your direct transfers in place, put a savings account for longer term uh, investment in place that you can't withdraw on and then execute when you get enough of equity or deposits or cash together such that you can then convert it into an asset, either property, business, shares, whatever your financial plan calls for. So it should not be made up as you go along and it should be pretty boring. It should just be executing and you can have a bit of fun in the execution, but it shouldn't be guesswork and it shouldn't be made up um, as you're driving home on a Saturday and you see a property that's come up for sale on your own street. So the other thing to do with goals, and you may have heard this before, but it's definitely a framework that always should be used, is to try to make them SMART goals. Now, the letters stand for, S stands for specific, so that's what, when, where, why, which, 
going really specific on what you're trying to achieve in that goal. It needs to be measurable so you know when it's achieved and what you're specifically trying to achieve. It needs to be attainable so there's nothing worse than setting goals that are just not uh, even possible. It really demotivates you and um, takes away that sense of achievement and can also stop you gathering and gaining momentum. So it might be worth setting a shorter-term goal and achieving that and then setting a larger goal from there. And finally, the last two letters are R, which is relevant. It has to be worthwhile to you. Otherwise, you're going to drop off the goal very quickly. If a goal's stuck on your list from last year and you're reviewing things, you should be deciding, is this really relevant? Do I really care about it? And if so, it stays. But if not, get rid of it. And the final one is timely. So that is the T and when are we trying to achieve this by? has to have an end date, otherwise it's just a dream. I didn't come up with that. I can't remember who did, but uh, it's very true, isn't it? So it has to be a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And that can apply for all the three areas we mentioned above in your personal side, your relationships, your career, work, and money. So it's helpful to not just have a goal for the whole year, but to break it down into the monthly and weekly goals for the activities and the actions that will get you there. So going back to our formula above, we mentioned that thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions. Well, if you know what those actions also are, what things are needed to get your results, then you can have goals for those actions. And, and that by breaking it down and being more specific is going to make it more achievable and more measurable too. So if you break it down from to the monthly and weekly actions and try to make your efforts towards them consistent so that they become a habit and that way you're progressing on autopilot not having to put as much effort into it you're not stopping and starting with your health or your fitness you're not um, doing the stopping and starting with your wealth creation or with your relationships it's a consistent and sustainable efforts that get us there with things so let's say you have a goal for the year to lose 10 kilos. I think I've had that one in the past. Um, <laughs> but um, you believe that it's attainable, so that's a good start, and it's relevant to you, so you really care about it, and it's measurable. So you know when you're going to lose 10 kilos, you can record your start weight, you can check your weight along the way. So it ticks all those boxes, and it's going to be timely because you want it done in this year. And so we've met kind of all the smart parts to that larger goal of 10 kilos in a year. But as I mentioned above, it helps to break it down. It helps to make it more specific so that it's going to be more measurable, more attainable along the way. So breaking this down across the year, you might then say, oh, I'm going to try to lose a kilo a month for 10 of the 12 months you know, leaving some space in there for for things not to always go according to plan and making it more attainable as well. And you might then specify some parts to this that you're going to stick to healthy eating for five days during the week 
and exercising for at least 30 minutes four times a week. These are some examples of what I try to do um, to maintain my health, not necessarily lose weight at the moment, but um, I'm sure if you stuck to something like that, that would be very achievable, attainable and achievable and it would be done in a much more sustainable way that's consistent and create a habit out of things if you're healthy eating five days a week minimum and doing that exercising 30 minutes four times a week. This is an example of how I've taken that larger goal of 10 kilos in a year, breaking it down to making it more specific, more attainable and and uh, in bite-sized pieces. So hopefully that can give you a bit of inspiration for setting goals in those three areas because you don't want to just focus on your money and working career because that uh, can leave you really unfulfilled when you wake up and find that your family, you haven't uh, stayed close with them, your partner might have left you, your friends um, don't know you and no longer would call you a friend and you're overweight and, you know, heading to an early grave. So balance is key whenever you go about setting these things and don't leave an area out even though you might care more about one than the other at the moment, you, you'll certainly care about the other when it starts to show up as a crisis. So setting goals is a great way to get your thoughts clear to lead you in the right direction towards those actions and the results that we want. But going back to the formula, it's how you then feel about these goals and thinking that is critical to that sense of motivation and fulfillment that you have, and ultimately the actions that you'll then take. So we've got to spend a bit of time thinking about how to get our feelings right around our goals. And one of the thinking traps of highly successful people, and this is something that I continue to slip into, is I struggle to feel fulfilled and have that sense of achievement along the way, even though I'm achieving a lot. And this is, in my case, usually caused by focusing on the gap between where I am now and where my goals are or where I want to be. So I focus too much on the, that gap, the moment that I set a goal, the moment that I have an ideal. And I thought that this was just my problem, but apparently it's really common among successful people and there's a whole breakthrough concept by Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach called The Gap and the Gain. There's a fabulous book by the same title that's really helped me change my thinking and feel more fulfilled about, um, you know, where I am in life. And The Gap and the Gain, ultimately, it explains that our ideals or goals can actually be like a mirage or the horizon line that we chase but never reach. And when we do this, there's always another person that's richer or more successful than us and always someone that's more beautiful or more popular or more smarter that we can find for comparison to measure ourselves against. And it can leave us never enjoying the journey along the way and not appreciating what we have, leaving us feeling unfulfilled. So in any one moment of being stuck in the gap is what um, Dan Sullivan calls it, 
where we start thinking about the gap from the ideal or making these comparisons to someone else, we can actually switch around our thinking to measure the progress that we've made in that area. Instead of measuring against the gap, we can measure against the gain from our original starting point. And and this immediately takes us into a place of gratitude instead of envy or or um, you know lack, and because we can't feel the, those two things at the same time, it's either gratitude just takes away all those other feelings. We ultimately feel appreciation for what we have achieved in that last day, or in that last week, or in the last month, or in the last year, or ultimately in our life so far. So. Start by reviewing all the things you've accomplished in those three categories for the last year and look at how much you've gained. That can help you make you feel a lot better. Even if you haven't gained that much in all three areas, there's got to be some gains that you've had with your personal side, with your relationships and with your career and money. Just spend a moment thinking about those. Whenever you slip into the gap, to compare what you don't have with others or compare against your ideal or goals, switch around and the gratitude you'll then feel will be a lot more motivating, give you a lot more fulfillment along the way too. So to review all the things you've accomplished is a great start. And in my business especially, we do this weekly, we do it then monthly, we do it quarterly, and then we do it yearly. That's just really great best business practice to know when we're on track, acknowledge and and, um, celebrate and appreciate what we have achieved along the way. And on the personal side, I certainly don't do it that frequent, anywhere near as frequently, um, but it depends on the type of goal and how I've broken it down. On the personal side, I tend to review things monthly so that I can make sure we're on track and we don't just get a whole year through and then realize, oh, I don't have time to change the direction on things. So the ultimate aim, I guess, of understanding the gap in the game is to notice and focus on the small progress that we make along the way and get a sense of fulfillment and that we're picking up momentum and motivation to inspire those further actions in the in the model that our feelings lead to our actions. If we can get motivation and inspiration around them, then we're certainly going to be more likely to achieve our overall results that we want at the end of the year. So don't focus as much on what we could have been or could have had or on what others are doing or what others have achieved. Get back to ourselves, be grateful for what progress we have made. And hopefully when we check in at the end of the year, you've had a massive wonderful 2022 where you've improved your life in each of those three areas. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next one.